when I was 297 pounds and I was fat as hell trying to be a Navy SEAL, the scariest thing in the world to me, even to this day, was that I could have been, I could have been that the rest of my life. I thought then I was trying hard. That's the scariest thing in the world. I thought then 297 pounds, spraying for cockroaches, making $1,000 a month. I thought that was me at my 100% potential. Come to find out a few years later, I wasn't even anywhere near that. 106 pounds less, graduated Navy SEAL training, moved on to do all these other things. Looking back on that, that was me trying hard. People got to understand what is in us. We have no idea until we start trying hard, really trying hard when you're obsessed. Like this is my new norm. My new norm is that this isn't always fun. And that's when you know you're trying hard. Welcome to Mind Words, where we break down quotes from thought leaders, past and present, to help with a growth mindset. This week's quote comes from Scott Kagan, a professor of political science at Stanford. In his book titled, The Limits of Safety, he states the following statement, things that never happened before happen all the time. For some context, the quote is mentioned when discussing the subject of accidental nuclear war. He argues the inadequacy of thinking an event is minimal because there has never been a single accidental nuclear detonation or war. So Jonathan, things that never happened before happen all the time. First, do you agree? And what were your immediate thoughts when you first heard this quote? Hey, why was he uh, talking about nuclear war? <laughs> or was that he, just this the is example? What, this is what he studies. Um, nuclear, like geopolitical? Yeah, just nuclear wars. And he was actually talking about the potential of an accidental nuclear war and how some researchers don't believe it's something to worry about or be concerned about because there has never been an accidental nuclear war. However, in in his way of arguing that it is something we should be worried about, he says, things that never happened before happens all the time. And that's where the quote comes from. Do you know why he said it's accident and not on purpose? Just because curious. he's saying a small set of, I guess, countries that have nuclear war, the capabilities of nuclear war, whether it's nuclear warheads or atom bombs. And he's saying just the fact that they have them in general, just like the fact that the United States has them in general puts us at risk because they oh, exist. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, uh, I kind of agree to that in that context, only countries rise and fall all the time. Right. But if right. a country is getting pushed by another one, they're in war with another one and they're losing like crazy in the last resort is this button that I'm going to blow these guys right. up because I'm losing anyway. I'm going to take all right. these guys down with me because in a fight, you're losing so bad, you're going to pull out your last resort move no matter what. And you're going to be like, yo, f it. Like, right. I came from a place where I like was bullied a lot right. and uh, always like, yo, you got a dollar, you got a dollar. So oh, every time I, I like, I know that line. Yeah, it always starts that way. Yo, we, it always starts, you got a corner, you got you a got dollar. You got a dollar I can see, you got a dollar I can borrow. <laughs> so uh, at one point when I made up my mind that I was like, yo, if, if I'm not using this dollar, no one's using this dollar. And I, right. I, in my head, I was like, if this happens to me again, I'm going to just rip all my money and no right. one's going to have it. And I'm going to get fucked up or I'm going to run. I don't know. 
but that's the same mindset. Like that's my last resort. If I'm not winning, you're not winning. Right. So I, I kind of agree with it like that. Now, hold on. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. I think he was more in, in the context of what he was saying in this book, he was more, I guess, describing the risk of even owning the risk of owning a gun is how he was describing it. It's the same risk of owning or having a nuclear bomb or a nuclear warhead in the sense that it can accidentally go off even in your presence, not necessarily to aim it at someone. But he also goes on to describe that we don't know how many times, because these things are classified, we don't know how many times people were actually at risk, whether it's their Mm -hmm. own nation or another nation. Dude, that makes sense. I mean, I don't, for me personally, I feel like that could be very likely, like something could just go off. Right. Um, But in terms of uh, what I thought about when I thought of this quote, it definitely wasn't nuclear warfare. (laughs) I know. No, without the context, you would never, ever think something like that. Which is interesting because we had another quote that it's uh, from Nelson Mandela where we didn't really exactly know the context. And then when we did, we're like, what? (laughs) The first thing that came to my head is like the Olympics, uh, where every record just keeps getting shattered all the time, or like right. something new is always happening. So that's something, oh, this never happened before. This kid that's just true. swam like whatever, I don't know, five seconds to the other side. That's never happened, but that it happens like all the time, the shattering of the records. Right. Um, that was a really good example. Yeah, or even like innovation technology, like the coming of the internet, AR, like electric vehicle, shit like that. Um, that never happened before, but a new thing keeps happening. Yeah, even to make it to the micro level, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm the only one getting bullied, but everyone is getting bullied. Right, um, in some so form. You, yeah, you take it to the extreme micro, that's this right. quote resonates like from the macro all the way down to the micro. So uh, what do you think? What did you think when uh, when you thought of this quote? And uh, I'm assuming it's not about nuclear war. No, not at all. Um, I believe it. Things that happen, things that haven't happened, haven't happened, <laughs> you know? And as a first time for anything, I would say that when I first heard the quote, I immediately went to uh, a negative place in the sense that I, I should always prepare for the worst. You know, um, pre-nuclear war is, context or post-nuclear war context. Funny thing, it's pre-nuclear war without getting <laughs> into the context. It reminded me that I should always, I know, right? It reminded me that I should somehow always keep my guard up um, to either avoid or lessen a blow. Um, it's similar to when people say, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That's where my mind went. I don't know why it went in that direction, but... I've, when I heard it, I said, all right, it's one of those things that you just never know what's going to happen. And so you should always be prepared for the worst, whether it's, I don't know, financial retirement, job security, anything, have your resume updated, continue to put away money, have that, <laughs> that um, nest egg just in case. Don't, just, that's where my mind went. Just curious, did, did you zoom into a particular scenario where you're like, fuck, <laughs> So I, I figured you would ask that question and um, I try to think of a particular situation, but my most, I guess, um, I can't think of a negative one, but I, I would say that take, for example, this is my second move in 
a year and to an apartment move to a new apartment and without having money saved i wouldn't be able to take advantage of the move which was great it was a great financial move you know bigger space almost the same price but i wouldn't be able to do it without having that um that extra money in the bank you understand yeah um just being prepared for it and it wasn't necessarily for that but it was in preparation for either the worst or a good opportunity like that one like the move it's always on top of your toes or staying on your toes yeah the other thing i was thinking about (laughs) honestly uh david goggins all right (laughs) the thing i was thinking about is this thing um i want to just read so david goggins said i think it was like uh it most likely was maybe a podcast. I'm not sure. So he said, when I was 297 pounds and I was fat as hell trying to be a Navy SEAL, the scariest thing in the world to me, even to this day, was that I could have been, I could have been that the rest of my life. I thought then I was trying hard. That's the scariest thing in the world. I thought then 297 pounds spraying for cockroaches, making a thousand dollars a month. I thought that was me at my 100% potential. Come to find out a few years later, I wasn't even anywhere near that. 106 pounds less, graduated Navy SEAL training, moved on to do all these other things. Looking back on that, that was me trying hard. People got to understand what is in us. We have no idea until we start trying hard, really trying hard when you're obsessed. Like this is my new norm. My new norm is that this isn't always fun. And that's when you know you're trying hard. I tried to give him my best. See, uh, you, to, you went into his head. <laughs> yeah, but he, it's crazy how he's like, literally, I'm at the gym doing that, um, that inner thigh workout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last, my last workout. Don't, don't laugh at that. It, if you've <laughs> never done it before, the next day you will suffer. I, I remember that. <laughs> and I'm listening to this. And this is my, I listen to him a lot and I haven't heard this particular like uh, say, saying of what he said, where he was like, I thought then I was trying hard, but now I'm trying hard. I thought then right. at 300 pounds, I was trying hard. And uh, that's where it brought me to when it's like, this thing never happened before, but now it's happening all the time. I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. It even makes you think about those investments you didn't make when you should have or Take, for example, we're still waiting for this recession to happen. Uh, <laughs> we've been well, waiting it, and waiting. It's kind of starting a little. <laughs> oh, is, is it really? But I've been hearing maybe a correction, about, maybe a correction. Maybe it's a maybe it's a correction. We've been we've been hearing about this for what, five years now. Um, so some people are really hesitant or may have been hesitant to invest even in 2018, when, <laughs> you know, just waiting for this recessions to happen but you're looking at i think they were using the history of the stock market to predict it but you can't predict it like that it's gonna happen but you just don't know when things like that happen all the time um blacks blacks the black swan um the black swan black swan events black swan events yes um world trade center you couldn't you couldn't predict that you couldn't predict Hiroshima or anything, you know, it's just one of those things that happen. 
it has never happened before. There's a first time for everything. Yeah. Uh, there's always cycles. And there's this book that I'm reading called Principles, How Nations Fail and Succeed or some, something like that. Uh, it's by Ray Dalio. And he combs through history of like past great nations and empires back then and see how they rose and how they fell. And really, that's really hard to do because so many different things happen. But he or he looked at all the similarities of how they rose, how they failed and all these cycles that they went over, that they went through. And it's crazy how he talks about how like the U.S. is toward the end of its cycle of of being the number one and then how potentially another country like China or potentially some other country is right. on their rise right now. And you, he could see the cycle objectively, not giving right. his subjective opinions. So it's really interesting how potentially a few years, the U.S. won't be number one and we'll be like, oh, this never happened before. <laughs> but, what do you, but what do you think about his prediction? Like, even though I guess he may be seeing clues and he studied history with respect to the cycles in terms of nations being in control, but we still don't know, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's one of those yeah. things. We still don't know. Um, there's this quote, um, no man has ever stepped, no man ever steps in the same river twice for he's not the same. It's not the same river and he's not the same man because Things are never exactly the same. They may look the same. They may be very similar, but they're not exactly the same. So to even say, oh, Obama would have done this if he was in office versus Trump, you can't say it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because it would be a different situation. It's not exactly the same situation. It may have been similar, but you just never know. That's true. I'm going to agree to that to a certain extent uh, in terms of a nation or a country okay. rising and mm -hmm. falling. Um, but I feel that some things are for certain where just like companies, countries can rise and they fall right. and they never right. rise and maintain. I think we rose and now we're falling, but it just depends how far we fall and right, then right, right, how right. much we maintain. Exactly. Exactly. And it's really hard to predict when it will happen, even if we're seeing clues or there's signs being shown. I mean, I think I think everything is a cycle for the most part. Um, That's true. But you just never know. That's true. I think this also this also comes down to like like how much shit we don't know. <laughs> right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it's like um, who's that philosopher that like went around town? He's like trying to find out he's he goes around town to all these famous philosophers and he's asking them hey like what do you think about this or whatever and they always seem to have an answer and then um he kept just kept asking he just kept asking why why maybe it was socrates why why okay. why and then he realized they didn't know that answer and then that kept happening it turned out that this guy i think socrates who was the smartest dude around because oh yes i remember that story I'm not sure yeah. who it was, but I do remember hearing something like Maybe that. Maybe like Aristotle or I think it was Aristotle sure. or Socrates. And everybody like had this had this consensus thought, yo, this guy, Socrates or Aristotle, whatever, is the man. He he knows the most because he doesn't know anything. <laughs> he realizes right, right, right. he doesn't know anything. And he's always asking why, why, why? It is important to always ask why. It's always a deeper meaning. Even asking, <laughs> even thinking about this podcast and this platform mind the words 
if we keep on asking why, I think we'll both come up with different answers or different reasons or things that we never thought of. And that I remember when you said that for some discussion we had, it was like, why, 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 why? Get yeah. down to the bottom of it. There's a, there's a deeper meaning. Desire. Right. Desire. That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. It is desire. Watch that Naval podcast episode. <laughs> um, before we end it, I just want to ask, what's two big goals 2022? What's going to happen by the end of the year? One personal, like family, something like that, maybe, or a personal goal for yourself and a professional goal. All right. So I have no New Year's resolutions, but I think I want to maintain a maintenance mindset in a sense that I want to continue working out as much as I can with this newborn in the house he's gonna dictate he's gonna dictate how things go and just try to keep a good balance of things whatever that means to me whatever that means to whomever um, professional mindset I definitely want to build mind of words and hopefully connect with a lot of people um, I want to stay consistent release an episode every week I think I think that's my professional goal right now. Nice, nice. I wrote for mine a professional goal. So there's goals and there's big, hairy, audacious goals. B-H-A-G. Big, hairy, audacious goals. So the goal is uh, to grow the subs on this podcast through throughout all the platforms. So all the platforms combined to have 1,000 subscribers at the end of the year, by the end of the year. But the big, hairy, audacious goal a hundred thousand oh nice 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 we'll see if we can make that that's what's up yeah what's up let's let all right let's make it happen let's make it happen i feel like it could happen why why can't it happen (laughs) things that never happened before happen all the time (laughs) yeah (laughs) why can't it happen that's a good one to end on I figured you would say, do you want to leave the audience with something? So I, I have oh, a statement. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. I figured, I figured you would ask something like this. Um, how do you think this quote can impact others or yourself? <laughs> 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 so I said, um, the only constant in life is inconsistency. Use history or the past as a map, not as a crystal ball. Mind the words. Damn. That's a good one. All right. Thanks for listening to Mind of Words. Please like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And we'll see you next week to expand the growth mindset. Peace. Hold on. For some context. <laughs> Something. Sorry, I have to Google the abbreviations. Hold on.